0: And where uh, where are you? What what is this in the background?
1: Well, let it be known. I don't I don't just talk the talk right now. I walk the walk. So right now we're uh, I'm at a, another protest that we're really at the state capitol. Another organization is kind of leading the way on this one, and me and my my brother and sisters we we're following suit to see how this is going to play out. I just want to make sure everybody be safe, but also let it be known we're not going to continue to accept. Racism not only within our own police force and tragic deaths that shouldn't become death itself. Like there's different ways to apprehend people, there's different ways to take down people. And granted, every race has its bad eggs, but the same sense a life can can never be replaced.
0: Yeah, I love that you're using your platform to spread a to spread a positive message. I find a lot of people don't don't use their platform in a positive way, so I'm glad that that's what you're doing. Um, As for you, how have you been throughout the pandemic?
1: Uh, I've been I've been good. I I can't say it's been all rain uh you know, sunshine and rainbows, but it's been it's been a journey itself. It's been a blessing and a curse, you know. Uh and it it took I took a lot of losses during this time of this pandemic. I done alone side while still being out here protesting, make sure, you know, let it be known like this racism cannot be accepted, but while trying to not even 100 percent training, just a quarter into training, just a quarter, you know, a quarter percent up in training, so it's been, it's been quite, a, it's been quite a, a quite a ordeal, man.
0: So, what sorts of things have you been doing uh, to train? I'm sure training has been a little bit, uh, a little bit hindered, almost uh, not being able to, to to get the full access to the gym and training partners. So, what sorts of things have you been doing?
1: Well, as far as right now, my gym is open. We 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 had taken the precautions. We have done everything we need to do, just to get everybody in because we have too many guys uh, for fights. A couple of my own teammates and are on the same card as I'm on. Uh, but it's uh ah uh, man, it's like just getting my teammates together. We we you know during the pandemic, like in early March. Yeah, I'm good. Um, Sorry, it was one of my brothers checking in on me. Huh. Um, but, yeah, just, just getting with one of my teammates, getting some training in, uh, working on some, some condition. I'm a wrestler, so normally um, wrestlers, we kind of already have a you know, training regiment, so we never really break with that. So I just kind of was doing my own thing until we got to the point where we were able to, you know, kind of sneak around and, you know, get some work, work in, you know, accidentally it left the door open to the gym you know type a deal so yeah it, it's, it's been like i said it's been a journey but it's a blessing it's a blessing to curse in the scars but i've been ready staying ready uh for whenever and whatever
0: so you uh, you hear a lot of wrestlers transitioning into MMA, guys like Daniel cormier guys like Dracar close' there's, the, there's been a, a a wide range of fighters who have who have made the leap what was the reason to to transition into MMA, and what was the transition like?
1: Oh man, the the reasoning for transitioning to MMA for me was financial reasons. Cause I'm like I'm a broke college kid. Why, you know why not? I'm not really ma- I'm not really making any money in wrestling because uh, Greco-Roman freestyle wrestling is, is overlooked by a lot of people. They don't understand. It, you know it's one of the originators of the sports itself. So. You know, we're a different breed in that factor. But
0: when uh when I
1: start doing MMA, the transitioning uh transition into doing MMA, I was already doing a little MMA training uh but, uh, but just not competitively back in high school, um, elementary and then into high school. But I wasn't doing it competitively. I was just learning how to defend myself. And uh from that, I I kind of just fell in love with it after a few fights, made some. Good money, put on some great shows. People was recommending for me. You know, I was just constantly asking for when Nick Smith going to come back? When he's going to get back on the card. And I was like, okay. And my coach just kind of made it clear in college, no fighting during the season. So I was like, okay. So that, you know, the transition and stuff, it was was rough. It wasn't easy. It took a lot to get to the point where I can have the confidence to say I'm ready as a pro. And
0: here we are. What was, the, what was the hardest part? Was it the stand-up? Was it the jujitsu? I mean, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, the stand-up was probably the hardest. But like you said, you had a little bit of training to begin with. What was the hardest uh, hard part to pick up? Oh, me?
1: It was jujitsu, Because uh, as a wrestler, you know, we get told to, like, wrestlers, we, we transition jiu-jitsu pretty easily. And just, you know, depending on skill set, things of that nature, it uh, takes into account. So, I, I'm a sponge. I pick up things pretty quickly, but it takes it took time and repetition a lot for me to perfect these certain angles, these crash passes, open guards, these these ankle locks, these knee bars, these omopladas, things of that nature, and et cetera, to fully understand the reason why I move my hips this way, why am I doing this, why am I doing that, and why isn't this working for me? And I, Again, I became obsessed. Just like I came obsessed with MMA, I became obsessed with Jiu-Jitsu, so... Uh, um, literally a big old freaking wasp with one arm. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, man, it, it it took a lot, and um, to just understand jujitsu and uh, live, live and breathe the life of jujitsu. It's kind of being the same segment of being a wrestler, living and breathing and eating the life as a wrestler, and not many people can do it.
0: So now we've got. Uh, we'll fast forward to today. You've got your your fight coming up now in less than a month. Um, you had a long period off uh, before your last fight; like it was almost a year, I believe. Oh yeah. Um, what was it like taking such a long period of time, and do you think it benefited your performance, or do you think it hindered your performance?
1: Uh, it benefited. I wouldn't say it hindered. Uh, the only thing that hindered was my mental, because I was kind of bored, <laughs> and then from that factor. Um, I benefited from it not only. I grew as a martial artist. I kept growing. And that's why I tell a lot of people in these interviews, I steady grow. Like I'm not the same person as I was the day before. Uh I steady change, I make adjustments, I steady continue to make sure I improve as a martial artist. To let it be known like there's no holes in my game. And when I go out there to fight, I'm not afraid to lose. I don't lose, I take lessons. So as uh, as for me being young, six you know, no, like, I, I can care less. Everybody gets too wrapped around being undefeated and all that other stuff. I I can care less because there's always a bigger fish in the sea. I want to be that bigger fish. So how can I make myself a bigger fish, you know? And that's what I've been doing. That's what I'm continuing doing. And it's not going to change. It's not going to stop. So, Oh yeah, I, I, <laughs> just thinking about it right now. I kind of just brought by some memories. Like man, I look. I can I cannot wait for August 11th. I just. I can't.
0: So you're now. You're now six and 0. Like you said, you're undefeated. Six and 0. Those last four have all been finishes. What can we kind of. What can we expect to see from you, come August 11th? I know, like with uh, the contender series. Dana White's often looking for finishes. Is that something that you're going to try to prioritize, or is it just if it happens, it happens? If it doesn't, I don't, I'm don't. i not focusing on that.
1: It, I'm, I'm, I'm really not focusing on that. If it happens, it happens. I mean, uh, a lot of people kind of underestimate, like, my wrestling side, and they just now seeing it, seeing also, like, oh, he's not just a striker. He can, you know, he can, he can wrestle, he can grapple as well, just based off my last performance. So I have to continue, continuously prove myself, and let it be known, like, I'm a bad mother and uh, I'm not the one you want, really want to toy with. And I keep telling people that, you know, I I don't like it, but it kind of gives me a sense of uh, energy. where I get looked look past, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's how you want to do it. Because at the end of the day, you're going to have to see me. And, like, it's, it's, it's on and popping. Like, <laughs> man, because... If the opportunity presents itself, I'm going to finish him. That's the, the goal is to finish him, right? But that's not the case. The goal is to get the contract. The goal is to sustain myself and let me know I'm one of the bad, baddest up-and-comers in the USC in the flatweight division. Um, the goal is to let me know, like, hey, Dana White, I'm your guy. I'm your new guy. And a, and a lot of people kind of say that, and they don't live up to it. They're part of the hype. Or, you know, they they show these uh, different aspirations when I tell you. When I tell you something, I mean it. it it's just, uh, like, I'm a man of my word. So I make things happen. And the only way for an individual to beat me, they have to be the better man than me that that. There's no excuses on my end. Everybody likes to do that. So when come August 11th, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to put on a hell of a show. Um, wherever I finish them is where I finish them. No matter if it's on the feet, no matter if it's on the ground, the no matter if it goes all three. Shit, if he wants two more rounds, we're going to add two more. All I do know is it's going to be done. It's going to be handled.
0: What do you see in J.P. Buys as an opponent? Do you watch any film or do you just focus on you and whatever J.P. Buys shows up, shows up? Or do you watch film?
1: I watch film. Uh, I, I got over a long period of time, I had to start learning how to start
0: watching film with
1: others because I used to just go in and say, I don't care. Just with that wrestling mentality, I don't care, you know. But I watched him film on him. He's he has some very uh, very nice wrestling uh, credentials himself. So, now, I'm not going to underestimate him on that factor. Um, but honestly, he doesn't he doesn't pose a threat to me. Uh, the only only thing that can honestly beat him is me, you know, and uh, or for him to beat me literally me, so there, there's no way or no chance for him to win this unless, you know, every dog has their day, everybody gets hit with a shot, so the fight game is, you know, it's like that, it's a coin toss, but otherwise, okay, otherwise, it, it's, you know, it's not, it's not going to be that way for me, it's not going to be that way for him, because I'm going to finish him, no matter where we go, like I said, ground, standing, wrestling, whatever you want, we can do it. Oh, man, I love my people out here.
0: I love it, man. I love that. That's awesome. So it, but, seems, yeah. like, it seems like only a few months ago, the flyweight divisions seemed to be a thing. They weren't sure if they were going to make, make, the, make the, the division or not. Uh, as a flyweight on the outside looking in, what were your thoughts on Dana White? That now,
1: well, the whole ordeal with the flyweight division itself, it's been, it's been, uh, yeah, It the whole flyweight, the whole issue with that, it kind of scared me a little bit, um, because on how everything was looking, like everything was out for grabs, everything was kind of shaky, kind of rocky, you know, and I was like, man, I guess I have to go up over class, you know. So, from that, uh, I was just like, what like, what else do I have to do?" That's the reason why like, in, in record, I like my record. I went up and at 35, just let me know, and took on a belt for that, and retired him. And he was dangerous, very, very seasoned veteran, and it was like, okay, if they need me at 35, I'm here as well, you know. So. It's what how it is now. I'm
2: happy because I can I can shake the the flower division to its core. My old teammate Brandon Bell is a perfect example of what he did
1: already.
0: Yep.
1: So let, let that be known. Like my boy went in there on a last minute notice. He won the top top contenders in the flower division that we both grew up watching. And from there, it, it's it's honestly is just. It shows not only where he is, but where I'm at as well. And if everybody keep looking past me in that factor, it's gonna be their biggest demise. Like it, it, it's, it's gonna be their biggest downfall.
0: Do you think? Do you think what the flyweight division really needs is a face, someone to represent the flyweight division, uh, someone like a Sejudo or Conor uh, McGregor, someone who can really uh, like be the face. Vision Is that what you think that the division needs? Is, is that what you can do?
2: Yes. That's that's a part of my plan. But the point my plan is also to add into the fact of being Demetrius Mighty Mouse's record, man. Because that dude is still to me the ultimate pound for pound goal. I grew up watching here and Seattle. all. I like to do sometimes when he don't speak. But but the simple fact that yeah, but the simple fact of that, um,
1: man, I, I, I really feel like the UFC is waiting for this new
2: person to be like, hey, they are, you know, this, this person is the new, the new flat white face. This person is the new, like the
1: McGregor and the, you know, the uh, Kamar Usman, you know, things in things that nature coming in and dominating. I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy that take on anybody, anywhere, anytime. I, I and I am. Because
2: I refuse to just sit back and just... Yeah, yeah. I, I see it. All right. Um, I, I want to be that guy that, that's that go-to guy. I want to be that guy that be like Nate is a monster. He goes out there viciously and put on the show every time and looks for the face and gets the face every single time. That's what I want to be.
0: All right. I'll ask you a couple more questions, and then I'll let you get back to that, uh, to that protest. What's yes. What's it been like working at, in my opinion, the best camp so far in 2020, and how do you think that's going to impact your performance from August 11th? I'm
2: sorry. Can you repeat that one more time for me?
0: Yeah. So what's it been like working at, in my opinion, the best camp so far in twenty twenty? And how do you think that's gonna play a role into your performance on August 11?
1: Um, honestly I'm not cool. I just know why I go out there and put on put on my performances. how I'm going to
2: is how I'm going to show the world, but like, hey my name is Nate Smith. I deserve a USC contract. I deserve to be working side by side by, with a wonderful organization. And I'm ready to take over, not take part.
0: I like it. One last question, and then I'll let you go. Is part of the reason why you want this bigger platform to share your message of positivity? And if so, how can you do that?
2: By continuously making a stand. If you stand for something, you'll, you'll, you don't fall for anything. And then within that, you have to understand that it's bigger than me, it's bigger than you, it's bigger than everyone. Because I have a daughter that's mixed. I am black in Puerto Rican. My daughter is black Puerto Rican and, and Caucasian. So the simple fact that I have to continue to live like this. I'm from the west side of Chicago. I have done and dealt with the most racist and segregation that you have ever thought or could imagine. Because it's real and it's, this is something that you can't fake. So I'd rather use my platform while I still can okay, i rather live in a world with justice, union, peace, and equity. I'd rather, you know, make, die making make an than live in a world of injustice. That's all all right, man.
0: All right, man. All the best. Thank you for uh, taking the time to speak to me. All the best come August 11th. Best of luck uh, spreading the message there, and, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day.
2: Man, I appreciate you. I do apologize for the sound. So I know it's kind little, of a little harsh on your end, but I do appreciate you having me on the podcast man.
0: All the best, man. Uh, stay safe. Wash your hands. Don't catch anything before August 11th.
2: Look, you see a little more, I got my mask. I, I got my hand
1: sanitizer on me, so I'm, stay, I'm staying with those things on me. <laughs>
0: got to stay safe, man. Got to stay safe. Got to make it to the fight.
2: Right, right. All right, All right, right
0: man. All the best.